And to be honest, I don't even know why I let myself get down in the first Hey there, I'm Molly, and welcome to my podcast. To most people, being made to read a book by your AP teacher sounds rather undesirable, but in this case, it was different. We had a choice in what book we would read from a list of books that have been considered controversial in society. These are the kind of books that disrupt school board meetings and have parents demanding to know why their innocent children would be allowed to read such a thing. But the way I see it, a book that causes a stir-up is special because it reveals something important that isn't always talked about in other ways. The book I chose, The Perks of Being a Wallflower by Stephen Chbosky, is no exception. The Perks of Being a Wallflower is told through the protagonist Charlie's letters to an unknown friend, whose identity is never revealed. I noticed that this book's plot isn't as forward-driven as other books I've read with a clear procession of events. Instead, it is rather a more realistic portrait of a year in the life of a teenager, and how his relationships grow and change as well as his sense of self. In this book, Charlie is in the midst of the nerve-wracking experience known as starting high school. Charlie is a quiet kid who's dealt with the loss of his only friend in the past year and also of his beloved Aunt Helen earlier in his life, which really affects him. As he begins high school, he is told by his mentor that he should try to participate more in his life instead of watching everyone else do things. While attempting this, he becomes friends with some seniors, a boy named Patrick and a girl named Sam, who are really kind to him and immediately just take him under their wing, and they enter him into his into their friend group and entering into Sam and friends <laughs> Patrick and Sam's friend group sparks a major turning point for Charlie as he is surrounded by these new older friends who truly accept him who introduce him to a whole new world of participating which includes going to parties where he participates in drugs and alcohol and listens to new music and watching and performing in the Rocky Horror Picture Show every Friday night all of these things bring Charlie out of his shell. As his participation develops, we see changes progress in Charlie's relationships. For example, and these aren't in perfect order, so bear with me, with Patrick. Initially, Charlie completely relies on Patrick, who he discovers is in a secret relationship with a boy who's a popular jock. Later in the year, after the boy's dad finds out and causes him to alienate Patrick, Patrick begins to rely on Charlie and is in the times of loneliness and heartbreak forming a more two-sided relationship between the two. Another important relationship for Charlie is Sam. Throughout the year, Charlie also has a huge crush on Sam, who knows this and makes it clear pretty much from the first instance that she's too old for him. Another girl from the friend group, Mary Elizabeth, takes an interest in Charlie later in the year and they begin to date, but Charlie soon realizes that she's only focused on herself and breaks up with her after revealing that he still likes Sam better than Mary Elizabeth. Outside the friend group, Charlie develops a closer relationship with his sister. Charlie witnesses her in an abusive relationship and tells their parents, making his sister angry with him, 
but their relationship grows stronger when she finds out she's pregnant with her abusive boyfriend's child, and Charlie accompanies her to the abortion clinic. Throughout the book, we see Charlie enjoy himself and be happy when he's participating and growing closer to his loved ones, whereas he sometimes struggles with his mental health issues and flashbacks of his dead aunt when he's alone, which he doesn't tell anyone about either. Of course, the school year comes to an end eventually, and Charlie prepares to watch all his new friends say goodbye, and he has an emotional encounter with Sam that soon turns sexual. This is the breaking point we see for Charlie. The sexual contact he has with Sam brings back repressed memories of Aunt Helen molesting him as a child, which sends him into a mental episode that ends with him being put in a mental hospital for two months. The book ends with Charlie writing after being sent home, preparing to start his sophomore year, and it's evident that with everything he's been through, everything that he experienced newly that year wasn't lost on him. One of the last lines in the book is, Tomorrow, I start my sophomore year of high school, and believe it or not, I'm really not that afraid of going. I'm not sure if I will have time to write any more letters because I might be too busy trying to participate. The main thing that sticks out to me in this book is a theme of participation in life. The switch from the beginning of Charlie's freshman year to the end is dramatic due to the sheer increase in the things he does in his whole social life. Starting with more simple things like going to a football game and the homecoming dance, to progressively more out there things like doing drugs and performing in the Rocky Horror Show. A large result of this pursuit of new experiences is the new relationships he forms, as we can see with Patrick, Sam, and his sister. We can also see that his participation in life makes him happier, whereas when he becomes withdrawn, his mental health deteriorates. The author paints a beautiful picture of what these moments of participation feel like for Charlie. Here's an example from towards the beginning of the book, when Charlie's friends are still new to him. They're driving into the city, and Sam climbs in the back of a pickup truck as they enter a tunnel, so definitely some kind of dangerous teenage mischief. On page 38 and 39, it says, quote, Anyway, Patrick started driving really fast, and just before we got to the tunnel, Sam stood up, and the wind turned her dress into ocean waves. When we hit the tunnel, all the sound got scooped up into a vacuum, and it was replaced by a song on the tape player, a beautiful song called Landslide. When we got out of the tunnel, Sam screamed this really fun scream, and there it was, downtown. Lights on buildings and everything that makes you wonder. Sam sat down and started laughing. Patrick started laughing. I started laughing. And in that moment, I swear we were infinite, unquote. Charlie uses the word infinite to describe the similar feeling of thrill and happiness throughout the book. And interesting, interestingly enough, one of the last things Charlie does in the book is ride through the tunnel in the back of the truck. This author's use of detail really allows us to see and feel this scene in the wonderful way that Charlie sees it for the very first time. Participation in new things is a huge part of what the teenage years are all about, and this is what makes the perks of being a wallflower such a true coming-of-age story. Young people, myself included, relate to Charlie's thrills in trying new things and getting to know new people, as well as the new experiences he has that are more painful.
Many people have praised the perks of being a wallflower for tackling many issues that are relevant to teenagers. Caitlin from the blog Kate Rose Reed says, quote, I cannot think of a single issue that wasn't addressed in this book. Stephen Chbosky tackled suicide, teen pregnancy, homosexuality, drugs, alcohol, and so much more. He didn't shy away from anything. Normally, I might think that all these issues are too much, but in this case, I didn't think that. Each issue was handled very truthfully and everything felt real, unquote. Despite the at times somewhat scary subject matter the book deals with, the book is overall positive, demonstrating the joy Charlie finds when he's with the people he loves. Molly Bookworm from The Guardian writes in a review, quote, Charlie will show you that high school can be enjoyed if you have the right friends, and becoming a teenager isn't as scary as you think, even though it seems that way, unquote. Personally, I felt that this positive feel is really helped by Charlie as the speaker. His imperfect writing style and honest yet optimistic perception of everything he sees helps the reader see him as a lover, lovable character who, as described by Kirkus Reviews, quote, oozes sincerity, unquote. I think that the letter format read like a diary, which really helps the perspective seem more sincere. And it also reminded me of The Absolutely True Diary of a Part-Time Indian by Sherman Alexiev, another coming-of-age book I love, which is written by a teenage boy in diary form, that also happened to be on the controversial books list. As a book that clearly deals with a lot of taboo subjects, it's no surprise that some parents have objected to their children having access to it in schools with one incident occurring in Connecticut. According, according to the American Booksellers Association, quote, the parent Jean-Pierre Bolat complained about the book's depiction of homosexuality, sex, masturbation, and a glorification of alcohol use and drugs, according to the Record Journal, a local newspaper. I don't believe in censorship, but believe in appropriateness, Bolat said, unquote. Similar incidents have happened across the map since the book's publishing, which is why it's often placed on the most challenged books list. And although I don't believe this book should be censored, it's easy for me to see why adults would have some reasonable concern about the actions of the characters in this book, specifically with the drug of alcohol use, which is something that I also kind of didn't like and questioned. Charlie's experience is to constantly participate, participate, participate in new things without ever stopping, and with the exception of having vision problems after LSD, he never really faces any consequences for his risky actions. His friends get together all the time to drink liquor and smoke weed, and it's shown as a positive thing, as something that helps them have fun together. I can definitely see why parents don't want impressionable kids reading this and expecting themselves to have the same consequence-free experience when engaging in risky behavior. As a teenager myself, I find it really important to have the experience of reading coming-of-age novels. Growing up is such a confusing and honestly very difficult time. Like Charlie, I'm constantly bombarded with new experiences, along with a roller coaster of emotions that make them all the more baffling. I myself am pr also prone to becoming a little scared and reserved, just like Charlie was at the beginning of the book. 
Reading this book and experiencing along with Charlie all the joy he found outside his comfort zone make me realize that I also need to be participating more in life and enjoying all the new experiences that come with the fear and awkwardness of being in high school. That being said, I recognize the fact that I, unlike many other adolescents, have the conviction not to participate in things like drugs and alcohol, no matter how fun Charlie's friend group makes it seem. So yes, this book should be reserved for mature students who aren't prone to being easily influenced, or at least be supervised by an engaging adult who can draw that line of reality for the readers. However, this also brings me to another value of the book, just how important it is not to just have coming-of-age novels, but realistic coming-of-age novels. Because yes, many teenagers are going to try drugs and alcohol. Many teenagers are going to think about sex and have sexual encounters. Many teenagers are going to deal with serious mental health problems like Charlie. And the thing is, their lives aren't always going to just turn into cautionary tales. They can still have fun and have meaningful relationships and also experience success. Everyone makes mistakes growing up, but growing up can still be beautiful. So in conclusion, that's how I would describe the perks of being a wallflower in one phrase, the beauty of growing up. Thanks, Miss Booms, for making us read these books. For the transitions in this podcast, I included some songs that reminded me of the themes and the perks of being a wallflower. Their names are, in order, Sunflower by Rex Orange County, Different Colors by Walk the Moon, All We Ever Wanted by Hey Violet, I Love My Friends by Foster the People, Teenage Sounds by Neon Trees, The Youth by MGMT, and American Teen by Khalid. So um, thank you for listening, and I hope you liked those songs.